I know you may not tell because I pre-record all these episodes that some stuff's been going down. To where I've actually fallen behind a bit on producing new content. Sorry, this is, uh, this is a show I, it's going to be a show that I expected was going to happen sometime, but didn't want to do. <clears throat> Last week, I, uh, had on a guest, an arcanist that is looking to build a similar operation that I, to, uh, that I have built. Someone who is officially within my network, so again, if anybody's listening and is near the Venton, Missouri area, give either one of us a shout. But uh, during that episode, a few uh, topics were discussed that may be deemed sensitive by some viewers. And while my colleague, my friend, is uh, in no way, shape, or form obligated to reveal the details of his personal matters... I feel like I need to be, be I need to be completely straight with you all. So that maybe you can understand some of the positions that I take over the years. It is also matters that happened within the last couple of weeks that I wanted to also discuss a little bit. It all kind of wraps together. You'll understand here in a sec. But as far as what's happened in the last couple of weeks, a good friend of mine recently lost his mother. He's much older than I am, but we... Had a lot of similar upbringings and 
mindset, so we got along pretty quickly. And I was also uh, informed that a previous client of mine, one that was the subject of an exorcism, recently took their life. If that gives you any sort of indication of what this show is going to be like. Normally, I like to have fun when we do these shows. Crack a few jokes here and there, maybe point out something that not a lot of people think about. Get things going. As an unfortunate habit of mine at times... I might still crack jokes just to try to keep myself from getting a little too overly emotional. So y'all can still understand what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> like that, for example. But, <clears throat> tonight's episode is going to get real. It's going to disclose some things that some of you may feel uncomfortable with hearing. But that's your warning. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. Then it's time to let it all loose. Now we're just barely getting into March. Hopefully we can get some warmer weather here soon. Because my God, it's been chilly. Ooh. I'll also have some news. Maybe. Coming up here soon. So... Do stick around. This might get hard to hear. That's a show you won't not want to miss. Now, before I, the break, I mentioned that there were some incidents that happened in my personal life recently that brought these thoughts to my attention. My friend losing his mom, who's been a complete mess for obvious reasons, but I'm not going to hold it against him. Because I do know that he'll keep moving. As well as my client, who took their life. Some of you may not know this. Some of you may have picked up on it through some of the stories you've heard about me. But the reason I speak out a lot when it comes to suicide prevention, domestic violence, drug use, things like that, is because these are all matters that... I've personally been affected by in my life in one way, shape, or form. Now, because obviously, because of the reputation of looking for dead people, I done my best to keep my nose clean so the things I do can't be called into question just because of unhealthy habits nevertheless these matters all tie up together in some way I'm sorry I'm just trying to find the right words here Growing up, it was a miracle I was even able to make it this far. 
My father was a textbook abusive prick in every form of the word. And he was proud of the people he hurt. My mother had me just after high school. And quite frankly didn't know how to handle certain things well. So things were on the rocks there but have gotten better over the years. When I was age three possibly due to some sort of custody dispute. My stepmother tried to murder me. But when it didn't go through, when I started screaming back at her, she dragged me into the kitchen of the house she was living in at the time. Put a six inch butcher knife in my hand and started daring me to do it. Being that she's always been very short and I was always pretty tall for a kid, I pinned her to the ground. I don't remember a lot of detail other than my little one of my little sisters walking into the room as it was happening thankfully she's too young to remember this but unfortunately she should become just like her stepmother her mother her mother my stepmother The only thing that <clears throat> helped keep the officers from trying to charge my mother with aggravated assault was uh, the fact my grandparents talked my mother into taking me to the hospital every time there was an unusual Marks bruising left on me after I would come home from my from staying with my father. Eventually, that lost full custody because my father didn't like having courts babysit him. This bounced around for years. Growing up because I was tall and didn't go to the local church in Murtaugh, Idaho. I got cornered a lot by other kids trying to prove that they were tougher than me. My father's influence was minimal. I tried forgiving him because he was my dad. Tried visiting whenever I knew I had another sibling coming into the world, which happened a lot. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of few details that I'm putting out, leaving out, just for timing's sake, but I'm being thorough as I can. The things that went on pushed me to attempt suicide and led me to the infamous Olivia Paradox incident, as I've come to call it, where... Possibly an archangel came out of nowhere, stopped me, introduced me to a little girl that called me daddy, then brought me back from the dead.
the archangels popped up on a few other occasions where had it not been for him kicking me out of heaven I I probably would have been gone a long time ago I spent my life trying to once I come to the Once I reached a point where accepting the idea that I had my daughter from the future try to save my life, I tried to keep my nose clean over the years. Try to become the man that her and her future mother would be proud to have in their life. I'll admit there's been a couple other attempts where I've tried taking my own life. There's been attempts where others have tried taking my life. Anytime I would get frustrated, my family members would Tommy saying, go ahead, do it. Who the cops going to believe? The little old lady? Or the angry big guy? Yeah. Purposely go to piss me off and threaten to call the cops on me. Yeah, real smart. They still try that move nowadays. Just because they need more to try to shut people up than rather take care of the problems. And look where that's got them. Fast forward a bit to when I was 14 years old, I found out that my father had been sexually abusing one of my younger sisters, the same one that saw me almost kill her mother. Allegedly, she came forward because my sister came forward because she started thinking that my father was targeting our other siblings, but fast forward a few more years, I discovered that it was because one of our cousins discovered Facebook messages from when my father was stationed over in Iraq that detailed everything. Upon further analysis and The police honestly believe the same thing. That behavior was going on for quite some time and it wasn't until after my father got back from the war in Iraq that it escalated. And it's widely believed that my stepmother allowed it to happen. But the police could never prove anything. Because of my age, I wasn't allowed to go see the kids. Not till I wanted out of the entire thing was just to see them, check on them, make sure they were okay. Mostly because I had another baby sister born about six months before this all went down that I had yet to meet. Situation, I was tense. I didn't even want to show up unless I knew there were certain people involved. My father even started noticing this and started lying about the situation in order to get me to come out. To answer your questions, I don't remember if he assaulted me, but if he honestly, some of my behaviors indicated something happened, but I honestly don't remember. 
And this is one of those things where police, FBI, pretty much anybody who's been affiliated with law enforcement or medical staff who have heard my story all pretty much come to the same conclusion that it was for the if something did happen it's probably for the best that I don't remember because in spite of what I feel like is every single mother's complaints about their children acting like their fathers even though they may have never met their father before I would have been like him. I tried to mend bridges, meet some other family members on that side that I either never met before or was too young to really remember. But certain things came up in that area too to where it seemed like it was for the best that I part my ways with all of them. My father's currently sitting in a state pen cell that's being loaned out to I the state of Idaho in the east during Texas. Because apparently we have that many lifelong lifers in the prison systems here. My stepmother eventually met old, reunited with an old flame who got her back into a life of drugs, repeated the cycles of abuse, and made it to where she dumped off my siblings on my father's parents. Once again, I tried making amends, visiting the kids there, but. It was clear to me the cycles were repeating and if I wanted to truly heal, my, heal from my past, I was going to have to say goodbye to all of them, permanently. And it honestly breaks my heart, the fact that I had to leave the kids behind. I'm barely stable enough to keep myself afloat, but... Taking care of five kids on top was not going to help. Plus I discovered other siblings that my father had out of wedlock and who were closer to my age but at least one is floating around the same drug dens. Another, I have no clue. The third, I didn't really get much of a chance to get to know. So, there's that. You know, honestly, no, I already know that my siblings hate me because I fled. I actually got a goodbye letter from one of my sisters over social media not too long ago. Basically, telling me she's put me in the same place as my father, her mother, my stepmother. And tried to take the blame all on herself. She's just at that age. By any chance she's listening. I did read it. And I am sorry that I made you feel that way. I know I'm not speaking very loud right now. It's just... For some reason it tends to be the tone I take whenever... 
hard situations like this pop up. But if you hear me, it's not on you, kid. It never was. It never will be. It's not your fault all this happened. This was going on long before you were born. Excuse me. And I hope we can make amends sometime in the future. I truly do. Whenever you're ready, come find me. In the spirit of full disclosure, part of the reason why. I chose the public route was so out of fear that I'd never see my siblings again. Give them an easy way to find me and reach out to me. This was, this thought process came before uh, DNA tests started getting as commercialized as they are nowadays. Because all in all, they're still the victims in this. They didn't choose this. None of us did. And as the time comes that we all finally get together, awesome. But some of you have also known that I've been talking about leaving the state of Idaho here soon. because honestly I feel like I have nothing left here I've had the people closest to me the people I've tried to watch over the most yes there's been times where I've been a total and complete dick and I'm sorry for that but I've had the people closest to me go as far as trying to falsify claims against the police in order to try to get me in trouble because they were pissed off at me for something. When I was just trying to help them and the situations they were getting themselves into were going to get either them put on a missing child's poster or someone on a missing child's, anybody, some kids on a missing child's poster or worse. It was situations where the FBI had to be called in. I've even had to try to report some other family members for possible child abuse after one of my cousins confided in me about something that was going on. Yet everyone treated me like I was the one throwing the punches. So I'll be honest, there's nothing left for me in Idaho anymore. For those of you who keep asking if I located Olivia's mom, it's hard to say for sure, but there is someone in my life who... I honestly want to spend the rest of my life with. I call her my eternal moonlight jewel. For those of you who read my latest book, Dear Coda, The Letters You Wish You Had, yes, this girl and I were broken up for a bit. We were both going through some emotional issues that Let us, that we honestly weren't handling very well, and finally it became pretty obvious that we needed to separate, go our separate ways.
I'm honestly crazy about this girl. And ever since she's come into my life, I've slowly gotten better about my situation. Starting to let myself become soaked in the negativity, but I've come to realize that this area I'm in just has that vibe about it. Stay in it too long, you'll start soaking it in. Sure, there's some pretty sights here in Southern Idaho that a lot of Hollywood types like to come up through here and check out. Because they got a pass through here in order to get to Sun Valley. But honestly, the stuff that's going on here, the stuff that's continuing to go on here, it's becoming a little much. And if I'm going to be able to move on, be able to grow, be able to become more like the person I want to be, i got to put it all behind me. But as far as some of you who have asked whether or not I'll keep hunting when that happens, oh yeah. There's a good chance that this stuff won't even leave me alone when I die. So, but where I'm going, I'm not going to reveal too much out of respect for the uh, people I am looking to eventually come close to. where I'm going there's still a lot of crazy shit going on a lot of crazy stuff that goes bump in the night so let's rock on uh how does this connect to the uh, situations I told you before? Well, let's uh, go take a breather before I make those connections for you real quick. Sound good? Alright. See you in a little bit. So you may be wondering how all of this connects to the incidents I told you about at the beginning of the program. Well, along my way, I've come across some brutal, brutal-esque situations. Situations that if you're not prepared, it'll throw you off for a while. Now in some contexts when I say that, it's not necessarily a bad thing, just... Well, these situations were bad things, but... Nevertheless, they were to keep you on your toes. There's been times when those who have recently lost someone got a hold of me to ask if there was a way that either I or they can reach out to the one that passed away and, you know, just have one last conversation, one last moment to check in, see how they're doing. And while I do have that resource, 
will not have perfected because of someone in my life who lost someone very special to her. Their emotional states are too unstable, so to speak, in order for it to really work effectively. And there's been situations where they're rare, but I've had to perform exorcisms myself. Yes, there's rules of conduct on when you should perform an exorcism. You gotta rule out mental illness and all that. But the situation, like the one that I was telling you about, <clears throat> it became pretty obvious when the EMF radiation coming off of this guy Would be like he was packing around a nuclear, packing around a sample of nuclear material. Our bodies have a natural, have a magnetic field, but it's very faint. You have to get some really sensitive equipment in order for it to pick up. But even then, it's minuscule in comparison. But. Essentially, if someone's possessed or has a spirit attached to them, their magnetic fields in their body are going to be intensified almost off the scale amounts, depending on what you're dealing with. And in terms of this case, it was also pretty obvious that something was going down when we asked the entity to identify itself and it literally carved its name into the victim's neck and I'm not just carved, I look away and I see a funny looking rash that seems like it's spelling out something, no I'm talking you could physically see the skin opening up as the entity drew out its name made it exposed it enough to where I could exercise it but that demon in itself one exorcism was not enough the cleansing ritual I did we did apparently was enough wasn't enough sometimes I try to incorporate certain elements of one's the client's religion into a into a ceremony whether it's just a cleansing and exorcism what have it but this guy wasn't enough a few days later after the exorcism took place he found me in my own home. He tried to attack me through a dream, just like he did the client. But once I realized what was going on, I was being lifted. I asked the being to identify itself because I knew something was wrong. Asked the being to identify itself, and I just pissed it off. The dream that started out, I was walking out of this house and into this like real wooded area with a lot of trailers. Kind of looked like uh, an old trailer park I used to live in when I was real little. I walk into another room that coincided with the apartment that I used to live in, and nothing was in this place except like a little radio the radio was playing static and there was this voice coming through 
trying to catch my attention, trying to be all friendly, but I realized something was off, something in my chest, something in my heart was telling me something was off, and I knew not to trust it, so I demanded it to identify itself. The demon screamed its name, lunged at me, shook me enough to where I woke up, and I was being held above my bed, being choked out by this massive shadow. I could see its eyes. It tried to kill me in my own home because I cut off its food supply. That archangel I mentioned earlier, it's widely believed that it was Michael, and it was Michael then that stepped in, took over. And sent the being back to hell. Some of the more effective exorcism rites usually have two parts. One, to get the being exposed. The other, to send its ass straight back to where it came from. And unfortunately, when it becomes exposed, it's either just pissed off enough or gives it more power to where it can do a lot more damage if you do not move quickly. Clearly, that was needed for this one. Sometimes you can just get them to go off in one blow, and you'll never see them again. But these demons, they usually take two or more tries. I think you might actually find them in the Key of Solomon. All three of the ones I've taken care of. Other cases, if they were demonic, they were lowlifes. Supernatural equivalent of mosquitoes. Annoying, can cause some damage if they're carrying something, but overall not hard to get rid of. Now, because of the situation that unfolded, I, uh, we had the client's family, local priest that he was going to for regular therapy sessions. And others helped keep an eye on him, check his condition, and I honestly thought we were making progress on getting him over this, but apparently he was dealing with some sort of post-traumatic stress that got to be too much for him. So he took his own life. I'm not going to describe how, but he made sure to target the exact spot the demon had carved its name into. He was clean. There's ways you can check if a being is possessing someone. And no, it's not splashing holy water on them. It's nothing like that. Well, the holy water is one method, but... Stronger ones can resist it, in my experience. What they often can't hide, or at least the ones that try to mess around in our world, what they can't hide is the EMF residue. And if they're supercharging something that already has a magnetic field, it'll get a lot stronger. He was clean.
he had no attachments. He said he still felt that something was there, but the behavior was completely changed. It was trying to help him reverse everything that the demon had done. Which is interesting because part of the exorcism right was targeting an angel that's supposed to counteract the specific demon. In which this one was apparently one of Michael's, in one of Michael's inner circles. clear but it wasn't enough I did everything I could but it wasn't enough it's the first time I've actually lost a client in direct relation to a case I worked previous ones everyone that was involved eventually got over the trauma but this one it was just too much. It was also the strongest being I ever took on. And being that I was victorious, it doesn't necessarily rule out the possibility that others stronger than it might try to do something. But when they do, I'll be ready. As for the rest of you listening to this program, there's a link in the description which will send you to a resource guide that I've put up together on my website. Whether you're dealing with whether you need help in domestic violence, you need assistance with suicide prevention, I try to make this list as globally accessible as possible. And there's a few other things on there that might help you. Either cheap or free resources to get you the help you need if you're facing something. You will face no judgment by coming forward. But please do get help no matter what the situation is. Even if you think you're big and bad and you know the person. Even if you're like recently lost someone and you know that you'll make it through. Because you know that person that you lost would want you to. It never hurts to reach out and get help. So there's links in the description. If you're in the United States. And I'm about to add a number for international. But give me some time on that. If you're in the United States and you have an issue with the paranormal. And you need some help. And you want my help. I have a phone number set up a special hotline you can either leave me a voicemail or send me a text message through it it's 208-329-6773 if you believe you have a paranormal issue feel free to contact me through that number I can take you through some simple instructions on how to take care of your problem. Refer you to a group that's closer by. Or just be there if you need someone to talk to. If you're outside the United States, give me some time. I'm looking into some options to setting up a free number that you can text as well. I've had a few people nice enough to send me recommendations that I've been looking into, but I will update you as soon as I can. And that's all I have for today.
like I said, if you're in need of help for whatever reasons, or whatever situation is going on, do never be afraid to speak out. If you think there's a situation involving child abuse, don't be afraid to report it. Yes, you might get some repercussions, like this recent incident where I've been banned from ever going to that house ever again. But, it is what it is. The situation's been documented with the appropriate authorities, and they are now watching for more incidents. As for me, I don't know where the road's going to take us, but I need to get some interesting news. Might be helping bring a brand new paranormal reality series to life, which I'll provide more information on here shortly. It looks like it's going to be a brand new show, so we need to boost the publicity as much as we can. And let me see. Next week on March, let me think real quick, March 13th, we're going to discuss more about magic. And I'm talking real magic. Not David Copperfield, Shin Lim variety. I'm talking the true, genuine power. What is it? What powers it? And could we use it within our everyday life? Or could it be something that we accidentally tap into? Find out more next week. I'll also give you a little bit more information about my next hunt. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I'll see you guys next time. Be safe. Be kind to one another. And don't be afraid to reach out if you got something going on. You can either contact me through my website, my social media outlets, or that hotline, which in the for the U.S. is 208 329 Six seven seven three. And if you like me to pop up on your show, just let me know. I'm afraid to share the spotlight. Anyway, I think I'll stop rambling off here now. Catch you next time.